from the Mercy One Studio. Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Bugnano every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio and online at iowacatholicradio.com or the Iowa Catholic Radio app. This is Monsignor Frank Bugnano, and this is Thought of the Week. We're talking about Catholicism. Is there anything unique about Catholics? Yeah, there really is, because just to put it in a very simple statement, we believe that all of material things, all of creation, has been redeemed by Jesus. It's good. God uses it as a way to speak to us, to talk to us. God gives us the the birds and their beautiful songs and the beautiful blue sky. He gives us cool water to uh, help us when we're thirsty, good food. All these things are good. And friendships, man and woman falling in love, having children, this is all good stuff. It's good. That's because they say, well, don't all Christians believe that? No, because we believe art is good. For example, God speaks to us through art. And that's why uh, some of the great operas or great musical, uh, like, like the Messiah, this is good. This God uses music, good music to touch us. He uses beautiful art, pieces of, of art. If you go to the Vatican, for example, you walk into St. Peter's, Right as you walk in, there's the Pietà, that beautiful marble statue by Michelangelo. These are people have looked at that for 500 years. When you walk in there, you can't even get near. They're like five rows of people in front of you. That's for 500 years. Why? Because God speaks to us through art. Art isn't bad. Now, it could be we can make it bad. Sure. Just like with music. And other things, sure, we can we can disfigure them. That'd be a sin, of course. But that doesn't make it bad, right? And that's and Jesus showed us that uh, when he first of all, because he became human. And it's interesting if you study the history of of, the, of Christianity, if you go into history of Christianity. Even at the time of of Jesus, people started to split it up. Some some did. Okay, some. Refused to believe he couldn't possibly be God. God would never become a, a human being like us. And so if you see uh, Luke chapter 4, some people, Luke says, hey, th- this, is, this is not right. That, you're denying something that's, that is true. And even in, in Matthew chapter 27, uh, people say, why, he made himself God. That's right. You know what? But he's also a human being. They couldn't imagine God becoming a human being. Now, the other end of it, all right? Other people denied that he was human. Yeah, it seems like, oh, gosh, no, you know, uh, uh, God would never become human because creation, material things, bodies and rivers and birds, these are all bad. You know, these are all bad since Adam and Eve. They're all evil. And so God would never take on a, a human body. No, no. As in the second letter of John, John says, there are those who refuse to acknowledge Jesus Christ coming in the flesh. And then even after that, there was this heresy in the second, in the year 100, called Gnosticism. And that meant that God is so otherworldly 
and doesn't care about our world, he could never have become a human being. All material things are evil, so they condemn marriage uh, on and on and on. And it wasn't stamped out until, gosh, about the year 1000. And as I said before, even in our, even in Catholicism, there was the Jansenist heresy, a priest by the name of Jansen uh, in the 1600s. He said, sin is everywhere. And uh, so uh, he became a rigorous. Of course, the church said, that's a heresy. No, God is good. And material things are good. And boy, Jansen said, oh, if you, you know, if you eat, uh, you couldn't eat meat on Friday, right? Well, how much? If you had two ounces of meat, you're going to go to hell. Oh, come on. So you got this rigorism based on the fact that material things are basically bad. And, of course, you get the same in, in the Protestant tradition. The Puritans, the Puritanical who came over from England, uh, that, again, physical things are, are, material things are bad, spiritual things are good. So, therefore, uh, uh, the ch- church benches, for example, uh, you can't be comfortable in church. So, their benches were, re- no statues. Oh, my gosh, those are material. Oh, heavens, no, no statues. Can't do that stuff. No, 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 no. Um uh, and uh, and he, he, like like Cotton Mather, one of the early Puritans, said whenever he looked at it, one of his children, he said it reminded me of a weak moment. Sex was bad. That's crazy. No, no. So uh, th- so no smoking, no dancing, no liquor. This is all bad stuff. Stay away from it. The church always has said no, 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 no. You could. These are all good when used properly. They're good. They can help you. The liquor. Wine, real wine, not grape juice. Wine can become the body and blood of Christ. It's good. Nothing wrong with it. Of excess, of course. Dancing. It's all right to dance, you know. But, I mean, you, it can become bad, too. It can become misused. Things of that nature. So that was Puritan, Puritanism. So, again, you in the Catholic Church, you had Jansenism, and then you had the Puritanism on the Protestant side. They both the same deal that there's something wrong with material things. And the church said, no, not at all. Jesus redeemed everything. And he uses material things to talk to us, to help us. Uh, Music to inspire us. Statues, beautiful artwork to inspire us, to talk to us, etc. So anyway, so if you want to know what's distinctive about Catholics, we believe material things are good and have been redeemed. And therefore, statues, pictures, Music, even wine, yes, wine, definitely wine, bread, oil, all these things are good and used by God. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. So that's one of the things that really makes us distinctively different. That's why we have statues in our churches and so on. Well, we're going to come back and talk about more of that in just a second. So stay with us. Monsignor Frank Bignano, Thought of the Week. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmentInternational.org. That's BlessmentInternational.org. 
Support for Dowling Catholic Sports 365 is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling Catholic graduate, and Dr. Todd Pedig. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, online at ashworthvision.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Doing what is challenging because it's right. That's Blackbird Investments. In 2013, Blackbird Investments was born from the inspiration of St. Kevin. When it comes to building real estate, they look for creative solutions by forming strategic alliances, creating energy-efficient buildings, and engaging with local craftsmen. At its core, Blackbird Investments believes in giving buildings a new life. BlackbirdInvest.com Blackbird Investments. Doing what is challenging because it's right. This is Monsignor Frank Bagnano. We're talking about what is distinctive about Catholicism, and actually, uh, you can see it, but now you know why. Okay? (laughs) So, for example, well, you Catholics have got statues. What's that all about? Well, that reminds us of a reality that we are part of a family. If you go to the you go to the uh, Capitol in Washington D.C., there's statues of all these great people, historical figures. You know, we don't worship them. They remind us we're part of the American family. Same thing here. I have a, a picture of my uh, my parents, my grandparents, in my house. Uh, I don't worship them. They remind me of my history, my family, what God has done in our family. And that's why we have statues of saints. We don't worship the statues. They are works of art that lift us up, remembering that this is our family and that they are still alive. Yeah. And that they are praying for us. Yeah. Are we connected with the saints? Yeah. Well, how do you know that? Well, look at the Bible. Jesus in the transfiguration, remember he took Peter, James, and John up a high mountain, was transfigured before them, and what did Jesus do up there? Did he just look up into the sky? No. Moses and Elijah appeared to him, talking to him about his role to go suffer and die. He was communicating with them. That's right. So, yeah, we can communicate, they communicate with us, of course. It happened with Jesus. We've always believed that, the saints are part of the family, that we have the church. The church is one church. It's made up of, you might call it, the the church militant on the on earth. That is, we're struggling to get, get there. The church suffering, that is, those in purgatory, those who are have passed away and they're still on their way and they have a little bit of cleansing to do. And then the church triumphant, the saints of heaven. We're all one church. We've always believed that. We've believed that for 2,000 years. So, yeah, that's what that's why we have saints. And same thing with again material things. Uh, uh, f- for example, a uh, uh, priest. Most of us wear black. Well, what's that all about? Well, it's a sign of death to the world. We're supposed to not 
be materialistic and all that type of thing. We're supposed to show that no, I've I'm trying I'm trying to die to myself. I'm not perfect on that by any means, but I'm trying uh, to die to myself. Uh, and so, and what is incense? We have incense too at certain parts of, of some masses. What's that? Well, they used it in the Old Testament. They had tons of it. We always use it. What's what's wrong with incense? Nothing. It's material. It's a symbol of prayer. Something sweet going up to God. Sweet smoke going up up to the sky. And that's a sign of our prayer. It's a symbol of prayer. So it's okay to, it's okay to, these material things are good. There's nothing wrong with them. We use them for centuries. It's just that for some reason, uh, uh, if it's material, up, uh, it's bad. Something wrong with it. Uh-oh, look out, look out, you know. Uh-uh, can't do that. Uh, at mass, are, are using wine. It can't be wine. It's got to be grape juice. Got, can't, be, can't be wine because liquor's bad. Material things are bad. See, see, the basic is material things are bad. No. Jesus turned water into W-I-N-E, wine. They knew the difference between grape juice and wine. These people knew it, knew it better than we do. That was wine. The guy said, this is fantastic wine, the, when the head waiter tasted it. So, no, so that is one of the differences in Catholicism. And and again, it's it's kind of subconscious in a way. But when you walk into a Catholic church, for example, right away you go, "Wow, look at all this! What's it doing? It's supposed to lift us up, lift us up, not push us down." So it so we we get lifted up. So that is one of the distinctive things about Catholicism, is that it really does help us to see God in creation to realize that God is reaching out, touching to us, touching us through his created things. And he did that, of course, with people. That's right. Uh-huh. That people were, were going to share in his ministry. Uh-huh. And so uh, so that's why uh, Jesus chose the 12 apostles, the 72 disciples, to go out and preach the good news. Uh, well, there are a bunch of sinners. Well, they might be, but they're redeemed that he's cleansed them with his own body and blood in, in their baptism and restored them if needed through the Holy Sacrament of Reconciliation Confession. He's built them up with his body and blood in the Eucharist. So they are, they're sent out. They're all ready to go. Um, and he, he told them, he said, I want you to go out and preach the, uh, preach the good news to these people. Now, they weren't perfect. You know, uh, Jesus picked 12 apostles. Well, he must have done a, a, a fairly... Not a great job. One of them was going to turn him in and betray him for 30 pieces of silver. You know, sure, they were still free to turn away. Peter did the same thing. You know, he makes him the head of the church. Matthew chapter 16, verse 16, you are Peter upon this rock. I'll build my church. He used The first time he uses the word church. And then Peter denies him three times. And what does Jesus do? Goes back to him in John chapter 21. Goes to uh, back to Peter after the resurrection, appears to Peter on the shore of Lake Tiberias. And, Peter, do you love me? Ask him three times. Yes, Lord, you know I love you. You're, you're on it, man. Feed my lambs. Go, feed my sheep. So, yes, he picks. He, part of the material things are the people, even though they're weak. We can say, well, I know a priest, and he's, I don't like it. He's, he's not very holy because he uses bad language once in a while. Um, I think he's too materialistic. Maybe he is. I don't know. But the point is, 
He just picked human beings who were who had flaws, who were weak, but he still works through them. He still works through them. He doesn't he didn't pick out the perfect. If he did, you wouldn't have had a Judas in there. He just bowed human beings, gave them grace and power and strength, said, Go, you got my power, go, man. And he did. And he said, And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. So yeah, material things and people, that's what he uses. And that's they call the sacramental, all created things are good because God took on a human nature. We'll be back in just a second to talk a little bit more about that. God bless you. Take care. Why do folks give to the Catholic tuition organization? Probably because they love Catholic schools, right? Partially, but they also like the tax benefits, or they were helped when their kids were in school, or they have been blessed and want to bless others. Whatever the reason, the 65% tax credits are great, And after all, it's for the kids and their future. Online, ctoiowa.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Father Kirby, pastor of St. Elizabeth Parish in Carlisle, will lead a 10-day pilgrimage to the Holy Land, August 3rd through the 12th. Walk where Jesus walked in Nazareth, Mount Tabor, the Jordan River, the Dead Sea, Jericho, Bethany, Bethlehem, and the Old City of Jerusalem. Learn more at crownofbethlehem.com. Crownofbethlehem.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Corel Contractor, serving Des Moines site work construction needs for over 60 years, and the Iowa ENT Center, expert ear, nose, and throat care for adults and children. This is Monsignor Frank Bagnano, and we are continuing with our talk about, well, all right, well, what makes Catholics a little bit different, (laughs) distinctive, whatever? It's good to know, because that's what's in people's mind. For example, you know, one of the things I hear quite a bit is, well, uh, going to a Catholic church is like going to an aerobics class. (laughs) You know, stand, sit, kneel, da-da-da-da-da-da. And uh, you say, well, we, don't, we, we just sit, you know. Well, that's all right. Sitting's nothing wrong with sitting. But you've got to remember that Jesus used his body as well as his heart and his mind when he prayed. He used his body, really, yeah. For example, he walked. Yeah, He walked to Jerusalem on a pilgrimage with Mary and Joseph in Luke chapter 2. He went on a pilgrimage, got lost. Uh, and then he fasted. For 40 days and 40 nights, he didn't eat. Wow, okay, use his body to open up to God. He looked up to heaven when he blessed food. He tilted his head back and looked up. He used his, used his neck and his, 
you know, uh, he prayed in solitude. He'd go off just by himself. Uh, and he also prayed with the, those around him. Uh, and he taught his followers, ask for the bodily needs that you need. Ask for these things from God. Bread. You can, it's all right. You need it for your body. Okay. Uh, and ask, of course, for spiritual needs, for forgiveness, the Lord's Prayer. He also prayed in agony. Yeah, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, it says that he had three different prayer positions. Uh, they figure, when they read it, that he started off by being face down. Uh, we call that prostrate, when you just prostrate yourself face down on the ground, okay? And I've prayed like that occasionally. I bet some of you have too. All right, then the other one is kneeling. He Then he knelt on his knees. So he's using his body, right? to communicate with his Father in heaven. So the body was used to communicate when the third position of prayer was standing. And maybe his arms were lifted up into heaven. Yeah, that's good. So the body is good. <laughs> that's the whole point here. The body is good and can be used as a, as a means to communicate with God. That's it. And so that's why we, we try to involve the whole person in our liturgies, in our masses. You know, sit, stand, kneel. Whatever, you know, kneel down when you go to communion if you want, and so forth. But also, uh, not just the sacraments. Uh, we talk about that. The sacraments are physical things, right words. That's something physical. The words in confession, sacrament reconciliation. Oil. When I anoint someone who is sick um, with oil, I anoint their forehead and their hands with sacred oil. Good stuff, Okay. Bread and wine, of course, at Mass. Water for baptism. So these are all good. Those are called the sacraments, but there are also things in the Catholic Church called sacramentals. And again, that's what people notice they come to a Catholic Church. You got this water when you walk in, holy water. What's that all about? Again, it's something material. It's not a sacrament, but it does raise our mind to God. Okay? And so it's a sign of God blessing us. So I I put my finger in the holy water and I make the sign of the cross. And I basically am saying to myself, I'm glad I was baptized into this family by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay? Um, and, and so uh, we see the, the, that Jesus called himself the light of the world. Light of the world. And he used all these blessings and prayers. Many of them were physical. So, again, uh, this is what we this is what we call sacramentals, and we have a lot of them. A lot, and Catholics have tons of these little statues and all. That. They don't we don't worship them. They just remind us that maybe God is talking to me through that. Maybe God is inspiring me. Um, I know people who have seen a, a, a crucifix or a statue, and it just changed them. It's just like something happened. Well, it, was, it wasn't this statue. It was God working through that visual image that where He touched you. So that's why we, that's why Catholics have sacraments and sacramentals like holy water and things like that. Uh, and also, uh, the uh, Jesus used our brain. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing to have, right? Uh, and that's called theology. Uh, and and he he wanted he wanted to explain things. That's why he used parables. He tried to explain things. He tried to reason with people. You know, look, don't you think it's reasonable that God would come after you when you fall away? Just like a shepherd goes after a little lost sheep. So he used reason. 
he, that. He also cared about the, the, the physical life of people. He, he cared about sick people. He healed tons of sick people. He, that's what he did. He even fixed breakfast for the apostles. They were fishing all night in Lake, Lake Tiberias. In John chapter 21, they come to the shore. Jesus has got breakfast for him. So he, he cares about our physical being. This is all because he's with us at all stages of our life. He's with us there. And, he's, and he, again, talks to us in a jillion ways. If we could only be open to the many ways through images, music, art, people, what somebody says to me, whatever, that God is, that's, I sense the, the Lord speaking to me through this person or through this, this beautiful music or this beautiful work of art. So that is called the, the, uh, the principle of the incarnation or the sacramental principle that I've been trying to beat this over the head. Catholicism is unique because it says all of these material things are good and they are used by God in many times, many ways to let, I know a nun who had, a woman, she'd been away from the church, from God for a long time. She went, she was wild, went, went to the University of California. She woke up one morning, went out to the sun. The sun was rising. She said that did it. God was there. So, yeah, look for the Lord. Be open to him. Look for him and other people. Listen for him. He's around. He uses things that are all around us. So this is Monsignor Frank Bignano, the characteristic of Catholicism, Thought of the Week. Join Iowa Catholic Radio every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. for Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Pugnano. Listen online at iowacatholicradio.com or on the Iowa Catholic Radio app.